Welcome to Podcasting Smarter, the podcast for podcasters by podcasters. Podcasting Smarter is the official podcast from Podbean, featuring podcasting interviews, best practices, and helpful tips. We're here to give you the tools, resources, product updates, and news to help you get started podcasting and keep your podcast growing. Hello, and welcome to Podcasting Smarter. This is Norma Jean Belenke, Podbean's Head of Events. And in today's episode, we'll be having a conversation with Tom Webster, one of the partners at Sounds Profitable, on their report, The Creators, where we'll get into who's creating podcasts, what their demographics are, and how the industry as a whole is evolving. Stay tuned, and here we go. Hi, Tom. How's it going? Awesome. How are you? Good. So before we get into it, uh, and sounds profitable and this amazing report that you guys have compiled, tell us a little bit about your background because you came from Edison research and, and you recently joined sounds profitable. Yeah, I've got a a 25 year career in, uh, working on the audience side with media companies, um, you know, podcasting for 18 of those years. uh, And before that, uh, traditional radio and, and other forms of media. Um, but, you know, podcasting was the thing that I was incredibly interested in as far back as 2004. I pushed to get podcasting added to Edison Research's Infinite Dial Report back in 2005. And, uh, you know, I've been really continuously involved with so many projects and studies about the podcasting industry over the years. Uh, and then earlier this year, I made the decision to kind of double down on podcasting. You know, at Edison, I did a lot of different things. I did a lot of research on you know, consumer brands, politics, a whole bunch of things. And it's it's been such a, a passion of mine for podcasting that when Brian and I kind of talked about the opportunity to to just focus on that full time and focus on growing the whole industry, it just was a no-brainer for me. Absolutely. So for everybody out there who isn't familiar, uh, tell us a little bit about Sounds Profitable. Um, Brian Barletta started the organization and you guys are really kind of making waves in terms of the monetization side of podcasting. Yeah, Brian started the brand really two years ago, uh, and it was very focused on ad tech. And that's Brian's background. Is a, Brian has a very deep background in ad tech and monetization. Um, but, you know, we really saw an opening for uh, a different kind of company for a way for Sounds Profitable to evolve, to focus on raising the entire industry up to, you know, to focus on training people in things where maybe they're not getting that training at their full-time job and, and not as a maker of courses, but actually as a, as a place for all of the people who participate in Sounds Profitable to come and, and learn about the industry and learn about not just the advertising side, but the, the side that I also bring to it on the, the audience and, and research side. So our goal really became to be, uh, to, to push the industry forward, to kind of lift everybody up, to, build as many careers in podcasting as we can. Uh, Cause I think there's still a lot of things holding it back, you know, uh, assumptions, received wisdom, things that are n- maybe not necessarily true. And that those are things I think that some podcasters believe some advertisers believe. So we've really kind of made it our mission to do uh, what we think needs to be done to, to push the industry forward. And a big part of that is making information available about things that just haven't been asked before. Absolutely. And that's so important, especially as podcasting evolves at an exponential rate. We always talk about that here at Podbean because we host over 600,000 podcasts. 
are hosted with us here at Podme. And so it's something where, you know, we're seeing the industry grow at such a rapid rate. It's really exciting. And, you know, it's never, it hasn't happened before. It's all new. Um, before we move forward, I want to ask you what some of those assumptions that you mentioned are. Yeah, I mean, I think there are some uh, some assumptions based around, I'll give you an example. This is really just an example. It's not endemic of everything, but um, uh, advertising. And, you know, there are a lot of independent podcasters who think that, you know, we wouldn't take a, a programmatic ad or we wouldn't take a, a pre-produced radio ad. It would alienate our audience. I'm not sure that's true. And I think there are a lot of brands that think, well, we can't let the hosts ad lib. You know, you've got to take the... You have to take the insurance ad the way we give it to you. It doesn't matter if you don't think it's right for your audience. It's it's our messaging. I don't think that's right either. Um, and I, I think there's all kinds of ways that some of those assumptions can be blown up and more and more of podcasting can be monetized in a way that's comfortable for the hosts, for the audience, for the brands, for the agencies, for everybody involved. And I, just, I think people operate on their own beliefs and their assumptions in a vacuum. So we're trying to fill that vacuum. Absolutely. And that's so well said, it really needs to be a win-win on both sides. And, you know, as podcasting is really in its infancy, we keep saying this, you know, we've been saying it for so long. It's something where, um, you know, a lot of those preconceived notions about maybe what an ad looks like or who reads it or how an audience is going to respond. It may not fall into a cookie cutter mold that we see in traditional media. So I love the way you put that. Um, and I want to talk now about the creator's report. This is so exciting. So at Sounds Profitable, you guys have compiled this report. It's really fantastic. We'll have we'll have a link to it here in the show notes for everyone listening to this episode. And at Podbean, we have helped sponsor this report because we think it's really important to understand who's creating podcasts, you know, and, and how we can help other people, help everyone create podcasts. So tell us a little bit about the report. Um, first of all, how it came about, because it, it really is kind of the first report like this of its kind. And then we can get into highlights and top takeaways. Yeah. And, and we absolutely want to thank Podbean for partnering with us on this, uh, certainly as the home for so many creators. Um, 600,000 is it's not a small number. That is a no. very big number. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And it's been difficult to get that information. And I can tell you over the last couple of years, you know, I talked to uh, folks in the press all the time that, you know, not the podcast trade press, but the, but the mainstream press, and they're writing articles about the industry and they don't have a great deal of knowledge about the industry necessarily. And in a lot of cases it's because that knowledge doesn't exist. And one of the most common types of questions I have gotten in the last two years is what can you tell us about the people making podcasts? And until the creators, I have not been able to answer that to my satisfaction. It's difficult information to get, right? I mean, if you are a podcaster, you could put out a, a you know a survey or a link on Twitter saying take my survey and what you're going to get is a reflection of the audience you have made, and that's true at the individual host and show level. That's even true I think at the podcast hosting company level. I think every clientele looks different, and you know what Podbean might discover about its customers might be different than what another hosting company might discover about their customers. So it's been a, it's been a difficult. Uh, sample to acquire because if you ask, you know, well, I'm in Boston, so maybe the number would be higher. But if you stop a thousand people on the street and say, hey, have you ever made a podcast? You're not going to get too many hits, right? It's going to be uh, a difficult survey, uh, a tough ask. So we were finally able to crack this nut with the assistance of Edison and Edison's podcast metrics, where uh, Edison podcast metrics is a, is a rolling large sample study. It's 
it has previously been about 2,000 podcast listeners per quarter. I believe that's going to increase this quarter. Um, and I added a question to it a little over a year ago, basically asking, hey, have you ever or do you ever currently produce a podcast? And we just started collecting that data. Uh, and it, it took a year really to collect enough sample for, for us to be happy with that. But what we then had was the first statistically reliable and representative look at who at least the historical base of podcast creators are. And again, the question was, do you currently or have you ever? Uh, so there was a, a bit of a longitudinal bias, if you will, and that it, it's, it could it could look back many, many years. Um, but it's the first time that we've been able to say, look, these are the demographics of the people who make podcasts. And these are uh, some of their beliefs and these are some of their activities and actions. Um, and it's all, you know, projectable and, and weighted to the uh, infinite dial national demographics for podcast listeners. So uh, it's th the first thing that I I've been comfortable saying, you know what, this is really credible. Uh, and so we were super proud to put it out as our first study. And we were able to put it out, you know, in my first month. <laughs> that sounds profitable. So it was a it was a good sprint. Absolutely. That's such a great kind of launching, <laughs> launching bad moment for you as a partner with Sounds Profitable. And I just kind of want to, for everybody out there listening, Edison Research is one of the largest um, media data organizations. So they've been gathering data on listening and viewing habits of people within media for a very, very long time. Um, so I did just want to expand upon that a little bit. Um, and it's, I think it's something where, you know, with podcasting, one of the great things about it is that there are those low barriers to entry, you know, here at Podbean, you can start a podcast from your phone in five minutes. right? And so you're, and, and and, you know, you're not entering demographic data at the same time. So to have this kind of data to overall be able to have a snapshot of the industry at this particular moment, because as we both know, podcasting grows so quickly, um, it's something where it's really great to see. So we can, we can identify trends and, and help, you know, see what the highlights are and what maybe the top takeaways are from the industry as a whole. So let's get into it. What have been kind of the biggest surprises for you in this report? Well, I, I think the headline stat in the report is the uh, is the gender split for creators, and I think that's the first thing that everybody kind of talks about when they even just roughly scan through the report. I mean, the U.S. population is you know, it's roughly fifty fifty, um, you know, fifty one women, forty nine men. If you if you want to be precise, and I generally do, but uh, when you ask people who have ever created a podcast, it's sixty nine percent men, so nearly seven in ten podcast creators historically have been male. Mm. Um, and a couple of things about that. First of all, again, that could be people who created podcasts back in early days, 2005. And back then it was incredibly tilted towards men. And that, that bias, that systemic bias can take a long, long time to kind of rinse out. And the example I like to give about that is that if I have, you know, if I have $2 and you have $0 and we agree to split every dollar 50-50 from here on out, that sounds fair, but I'll always have more than you. Uh, it, it takes it, it takes sort of a bias in the opposite direction to fix a systemic bias like that. So I would expect that number for the historical uh, kind of look back at creators to to stay heavily male for quite some time, uh, and I, I think that makes it incumbent on the industry to to do more to encourage and you know and let's just be frank about it to encourage women. Um, to encourage women at all levels of podcasting. And that's at the ad tech level. That's at the hosting level. That's at uh, 
the production level and sound design, right? We talk a lot about getting your voice out there. Not everybody wants to get their voice out there. Uh, but there is a, you know, if you go up and down the ranks of, of a lot of podcast companies, uh, it's, it's a lot of dudes, you know, it takes, it takes a while to kind of rinse all that stuff out. So I think you have to go beyond kind of here are the tools you can do it to why do you, why do you want to do it? And I want to hear you do it. You know, it's, it's the sort of next step. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I really like how you spoke about the different roles within podcasting as an industry, right? Because not everybody wants to be behind the mic. <laughs> Some people want to be, you know, behind the editing software or behind the show notes or behind the graphics for the podcast. And, you know, we talk about this a lot. There's, there's room for so many different skills. You know, it's pretty much open in podcasting. Um, so that's really important. And I think, you know, even in terms of the industry as a whole, making sure that that equity is there is so incredibly important. Um, at Podbean here, we have also noticed that, and we're, we're teaming up with She Podcasts in September for an event called Opening Doors, the Path to Podcasting for Marginalized Genders, where we'll have a panel of um, in front of the mic and behind the mic, <laughs> female creators to really speak to this because it, it was such a, it was such a big statistic that just kind of right off the gate, it was like, oh, wow, <laughs> this is not equal to the population overall. So I think that that is really important to know. And that now that we have this report, we can all make strides to change that. Yeah. And, and again, I, I think it takes a while for a systemic bias to kind of work its way out, but that just means that you have to, you have to do more. You have to, as a company, you have to reach out more. You have to do more, you know, outward recruitment and not just, not just showing people here's the, here's the, here's the river you can drink now, but like, why would you want to, is this, a, is this a career you want to have? And it's a lot of work to be done. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's something where, you know, at Podbean, we want everybody to make podcasts. So <laughs> it is really important as an industry to know that so we can all make those efforts. And um, there was an additional statistic that I thought was really interesting in terms of age demographics. So let's go into that next. Yeah. Um, and there were a couple of ways to kind of get at this, but uh, to me, the kind of glowing stat from the creators was that when you looked at the, uh, the demographic composition of podcast creators, uh, and here's a word I never like to use in research because it's judgmental, but I'm going to use it this time. Only 2% or 55 plus. Um, and I think it's appropriate for me to say only here. And, you know, especially with life expectancies the way they are, you know, the, the 55 plus demo, first of all, that plus should be eliminated and it should be 55 to 64, 65 to 74. And I, I you know, I hope we'll get there. Um, but, you know, those are... Um, I, I think there's a tremendous amount, I'll just say this, there's a tremendous amount of ageism in uh, in a lot of fields and industries. And I think to some extent that's there in, in podcasting as well. Um, and I, I look at the topics that are popular for podcast creators to create. And I look at the topics that are a mainstream audience is interested in, and there's a mismatch there. And part of that mismatch, I think, is that there aren't a lot of older, not old, but older creators out there who are making content with a with a sensibility that would appeal to an older audience, and that's not, you know, content about retirement funds. Uh, I'm a long way from retirement, right? Um, you know, I got some gray hair, but I, I'm I'm not looking at retirement anytime soon. I'm interested in a lot of things. I'm interested in in movies, and I've seen a bunch, right? I'm interested in a lot of mainstream things, and sometimes uh, I, I think as a creator 
you get caught up in in your your own viewpoint of things uh and and the content you're creating just by default is sort of speaking in a different voice or in a different channel and i think it's really really important if podcasting is going to grow and grow 55 plus where it continues to lag behind the population that means equipping creators who are 55 plus uh because i have to tell you they have a lot of money that they buy things um and 55 plus has more money than 18 to 34 and they're buying a lot of things. Uh, and I, I think it's only natural that the industry has to address that. Absolutely. And for everybody out there, just listening a little bit of context, the, in terms of the U S population, uh, if we're looking at 55 plus, it is actually 32% of the U S population of people are 55 years old or older, 55 or older, and only 2% of podcast creators are 55 or older. So it's definitely disproportionate. Um, just to give a little bit of context there. And I think that was also a huge statistic. And, you know, the the age demographic of people who are 55 plus historically have more wealth than the, than the generation now that is, you know, millennials or Gen Z. And so that wealth accumulation is valuable for advertisers. So it's definitely an important demographic. Yeah. And, and, you know, they have money, they have much longer lifespans uh, and more disposable income. Um, and, you know, look, they're, they're, they're buying cars, they're buying detergent, um, you know, and there aren't enough kind of advertising vehicles for uh, 55 and up uh, adults in this country in podcasting. And, and I think, again, a big part of that is the mismatch in the people making the podcasts. Absolutely. And in terms of the, the listener statistics for that age demographic, what does that look like? Uh, well, the listener statistics are, are uh, much closer to the U.S. population. There's still, I would say, a significant bulge, um, 18 to 44. That bulge used to be 25 to 44, but um, there, there have been a lot of new entrants in, in terms of younger listeners come into the space, uh, you know, and, and some of that uh, has to be said, I think is due to, is due to Spotify, which is spotlighted podcasts for a much younger audience than other platforms have done before that brought an influx of younger listeners in. Um, but you know, the listening also continues to lag even 45 plus with podcasting, but certainly 55 plus. Right. But it's not 2%. <laughs> no, it's not 2%. No, no. Right. It's, exactly. Uh, it's, so it's many times that. <laughs> exactly. So that demographic, that 55 plus demographic, they are listening to podcasts, but they're not creating them. So that's really important to bring a little bit of context to. And my next, it kind of leads directly into my next question about how we can all use this information as an industry, as for every individual podcasters out there, how can this directly apply to our production, our ad strategy? and making sure we're all more inclusive. Yeah, I, I, I think it's, it's going to take work. And I, I say this, you know, as uh, historically, uh, I've worked in fields that have struggled with, you know, I'll, I'll say this, my previous team, uh, my previous company was majority female and my team was half and half. Uh, and we had a pretty good mix of older, younger, but, you know, there are always, uh, always gaps if you just say, here's a job ad. Right. Um, and I've certainly I've worked in industries where if you just post a job ad, you don't get many people of color, for instance, or you don't maybe you don't get women or, you know, if you just sort of take what you can get. Uh, but but did you actually go somewhere and recruit? Right. Did you actually go to uh, an HBCU and go to a job fair 
and extol the virtues of podcasting to people and all of the possible career fields that they have? Did you go out and do the work? And I think that's the the next thing that has to be done here. I mean, I, I think, you know, we, we've done many of the kind of performative things and I, I don't mean that in a, in a, in a snide way, but then there actually has to be, okay, we've got to roll up our sleeves and not just talk about it, but where can we find these people and sell them on podcasting? Uh, because ultimately it's incredible blue ocean. And I think it's the key to a lot of growth in the industry. Absolutely. I love the way you said that incredible blue ocean. It's almost like the sky's the limit. Exactly. And I think making that concerted effort to make sure we bring in those demographics in terms of making people aware of what's possible in podcasting is, is so important. Um, and, and I kind of want to ask you next, it, it really leads directly into my next question about what this means for the industry as a whole moving forward. Um, with this information in terms of making that concerted effort? Well, I think there's a lot of outreach that has to be done and it's a complicated kind of outreach because, you know, on one level you can talk about, well, we need more women or, you know, we need, we need some older people in the space. Uh, but, you know, podcasting has a, has a, a lineage and it has a historical background and a lot of it came from um, Apple, right? and Apple podcasts and the people who bought iPhones and they tended to be white and wealthy. You know what I mean? So it like everything stems from birth. Uh, and, and it, again, it takes a while for those things to rinse out of the system. Uh, and so you actually, I think have to have to kind of take podcasting to different communities. You have to take it to them and not just say, we built this for you, come to us. Um, and that's not just about gender. That's also about socioeconomic strata because the podcast creator uh, right now tends to have attained a lot higher than, uh, levels of education than the US population, has a lot more disposable income, probably has a lot more time to make podcasts um, and to make podcasts as a hobby, right? So all of that casts a structural bias on the content that's being created. So it's, it is, it's a lot of work. That is true. Yeah. And there's, there's so many different aspects and we'll have the full report here in the link of the show notes of this episode for everybody to look through because the education and income levels are also reported within the report. So it's within the creator's report. So it is really interesting to see how all of those little different pieces of the pie really add up to seeing this kind of overall trend within the industry or overall demographic within the industry. So I think that is really important to acknowledge, um, and how podcasting started, right. With Apple podcasts, a lot of people were introduced to podcasts because they had the Apple podcast app on their phone. You know, many years ago, it came mm -hmm. with the phone. <laughs> so it came with a very expensive phone, right? Exactly. That, it's important that's the to thing. Think about... There's an economic bias built in from the, the get-go. Exactly. So acknowledging, you know, that many people were introduced via a specific phone. And then you look at the demographics of who bought the phone and, you know, it really is pulling that thread to look at. Um, how things started or where podcasting, how podcasting was introduced to many people. Um, well, Tom, it's been such a pleasure. I have a couple of more questions um, because this report was so important in terms of understanding the demographics of creators within the podcasting industry as a whole. So in terms of the industry stats moving forward, that sounds profitable is looking at and creating, which I know is totally your wheelhouse. Um, what is sounds profitable doing in terms of moving forward? What do you have in the pipeline? Um, because this report was so important to the industry. 
Yeah, I think our next report, which is going to be uh, debuted at Podcast Movement on Tuesday, the 23rd, it, it may already be out by now, but it will it's be, it should be publicly available by then, um, is called After These Messages. And it's a, it's a unique and significant large-scale study of the differential effectiveness of three different kinds of podcast ad. And in, in podcasting, we talk a lot about the delivery of an ad, programmatic and uh, dynamic insertion and things like that. The listener doesn't know those things. What they know is, does this sound ad-libbed or scripted? And was it done by the host or by the announcer or an announcer, right? Um, and so what we've been able to do is a large-scale large scale quantitative study with uh, listeners and non-listeners to a very popular podcast with a very big brand that gets advertised in podcasting. And really, I think, put together the definitive study of the differential effectiveness of, of those three kinds of treatments of advertising. And I think that's important because I think what everybody needs to see, you know, we we make assumptions about host-read ads being better. And, you know, spoiler alert, they are, but only a little. And there's a lot of other factors that go into it. And I think not knowing those factors uh, is holding the industry back a little bit from monetization. So that's really the next thing on our radar. It's incredibly important to both Brian and I, and, and we can't wait to share it. Oh, that's so exciting. We'll look out for that. And um, Tom, it's been such a pleasure. I'd like to ask um, some of our guests here at Podcasting Smarter, where do you believe the industry is headed in your opinion? Well, I think the industry is bound to have a, a bit more consolidation. Um, it's, it's been really hard to buy scale and reach in podcasting because it's, it's been, a, you know, it, it's one thing to get download numbers, but it's another to know, you know, the, like the demographics of, of, a, of an audience or of a show and exactly who's listening. So I think there's going to be more innovation there. A lot of that is already happening. Um, and I think as that happens, uh, podcasting will become more and more available as an option for uh, for brands to do more than just you know use a promo code and and buy a mattress and and more kind of big brand advertising, and uh, whether that sounds positive or negative to you, I think we have an opportunity to influence that, to make that suitable for podcasting. And when that influx influx of money comes in, that's going to increase investment. That's going to increase recruitment. That's going to increase training. That's going to build careers. And that's really what we're focused on. It sounds profitable. Absolutely. Well, Tom Webster, it has been such a pleasure. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, Norma Jean. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Podcasting Smarter. If you have any podcasting questions or want to get in touch, send us an email at podcastingsmarter at podbean.com. Thanks so much and happy podcasting.